Hey everybody, welcome back into Mining Stock Daily with another corporate update. Right now, I am joined by the CEO of Banyan Gold, Ms. Tara Christie. Tara, it's a pleasure to speak with you once again. It's a pleasure to speak with you too. Thanks for having me. Uh, you had some pretty significant news out from Banyan and uh, the uh, RX and Western properties last week with the maiden mineral resource estimate. About nine, just over 900,000 ounces of, of gold was reported. Uh, can you talk about uh, the, how powerful of, this, of a release was this for you? Was it, any, was it a game changer for you and the company and the project and all this work finally just kind of coming to fruition to really put some establishment on the property here? Yeah, that's a really good summary. It really was pretty significant for us. We think we really over-delivered, um, and it really shows that our geological model and our technical team uh, really knew what they were doing. You know, we, we put together this resource estimate at less than $2 an ounce, uh, coming out with 900000 We'd hoped for about uh, and planned for about 750000 ounces at our airstrip area, and that was our, our goal. Um, you know, we came back right on, on target and a bit ahead of that with 774,000, almost 775,000. Uh, so, you know, we think we, we show that we can deliver. Uh, this property has so many targets. We know that, that both the airstrip and the power line are open in all directions and at depth. Um, we've also recently been looking at some of the other regional targets and known surface gold uh, on the property, such as our Oryx Hill. Uh, so we do plan to get back out there here starting this next week and and uh, start with a phase one drill program and hopefully ramp it up beyond that. Tara, this release was announced on the 25th of May, so just a week ago. Uh, the share price, obviously, um, the market appreciated it, basically doubling uh, on the venture exchange from uh, just over six cents to about 12 cents. Um, so obviously positive sentiment, but I'm just curious now that you've had a few days to digest it and in a long weekend to kind of uh, get your thoughts uh, away from all the phone calls. Uh, you know, how has this changed the company in the last few days and what are, has it opened doors for you uh, that maybe weren't open prior to? I think it absolutely has opened new doors and uh, will continue to. And, um, you know, I, I think the news hasn't fully got out to, to all places. And I've had lots of inquiries and calls to talk about it. And, um, and people want to see the models and talk about <clears throat> how it hangs together. And, and certainly we're going to continue to do that. But it really does change things for us. Our valuation, you know, $10, $11 an ounce still is still pretty undervalued in this market. So, uh, we're going to get out and continue to tell the story because I, I think it's a pretty amazing story. And the fact that, you know, the power line was a new discovery last year. And in the short course of one year, we were able to put together an initial resource on it, 129,000 ounces at 0.6 just at the power line. So this property is uh, is really quite remarkable. It's in a district. We're right near Victoria Gold's new Eagle Gold Mine. It's just 40 kilometers away by road, also adjacent to the huge mineralizing district that created Alexco's Kino Hill. Uh, it's just a really exciting place to be. We're right, we straddle the highway between the two deposits. Um, so, you know, we're blessed with infrastructure and power lines and, and even cell phone service. So, um, you know, I, I think we really have quite a few advantages and people are starting to take notice. And I've had a tremendous number of calls and expressions of interest of, of finding out more. So you're kind of, you know, more or less kind of planted in between Victoria Gold and the Eagle Project and also Alexico's Kino Hill. Um, 
it's you know Banya is basically a gold project. Are you getting any silver credits? There's similar mineralization that Kino Hill has. So we certainly see some of that style of mineralization. Nothing substantive. This this resource is purely on the gold. Uh, we yeah. didn't uh, do anything with the silver on a, this initial maiden resource. So uh, there's opportunity in the future. Uh, the eastern end of our property is just south of, of Birmingham. Um, and certainly with Alexco is one of our major shareholders, uh, as well as Victoria Gold. And they um, we share not only uh, equipment with them and sometimes people and resources like staying in Alexco's camp, but we also have the benefit of communicating with their technical staff, both Alexco and Victoria, which gives us a huge advantage in our targeting because there's nobody who knows that district better than those two companies. And having them on our side to help us with our targeting helps us um, Helps us immensely. Right now, we're solely focused on the gold, uh, and down the road, we'll we'll take a look at what what there might be for silver. But right now, gold is our primary focus. Okay. Well, I remember I I remember visiting uh, Mayo last summer when I was at Yukon, and uh, you were actually in the same vehicle as I was, and we I think we were driving to Kino Hill, and you were like, "Oh, there's my property right there, <laughs> right off the road." Yeah. So it's pretty fast. And, you know, that, that was something I did not expect. So you obviously you have key infrastructure um, uh, for an exploration project, which makes things a lot easier, especially when you're operating in a place such as uh, the Yukon. Um, what are the challenges are you faced with right now? I mean, other than uh, I'm assuming that it, do you have access to the property now? Or are we starting to come out of those winter months and thawing out up there? Or when do you get back and start full bore uh, uh, with the with the property this summer? So we are planning to start in about a week. Uh, our crews have already been, you know, organizing equipment and, and in site. And in the Yukon, with with COVID, the current regulations are that anyone coming from outside has to do two weeks of self isolation. The majority of our crew are Yukoners who've been there a long time. Uh, the one crew member that came from out of territory completed his uh, self-isolation over a week ago. Uh, so we're we're well in the advanced stages of planning for this year's program and, and really excited about it because the modeling that we did has identified some really high-value targets. We know that we can add ounces very quickly uh, with this Phase 1 program, and we're confident that even with the 1,500 meters we're going to start with, that we can get this over a million ounces. So um, not very many properties you can say that with confidence. And, uh, you know, we came back and we delivered on this first resource, and, and uh, we're pretty confident we can continue to do that. Okay. And what, uh, what do you have in store for uh, exploration and drilling work this summer, Tara? Well, we're starting with that Phase 1 program. Um, and uh, I guess I didn't answer your question there about the all-season um, uh, nature of our property. We could have mm-hmm. been drilling in March or April on this property. It's actually good to to still drill this property when uh, there's snow and ice on the ground because then you do less damage by creating roads and you know some of the areas that are swampy, it's actually better to drill in the winter. But because we have such good infrastructure, all-season roads um, and, and the main highway, we're just a 20-minute drive to Mayo. It's a real advantage for us. I, I consider this property about a 75% of the year property. You don't drill if it's minus 35 or below. You don't drill uh, during the spring freshet and you know when everything is melting and muddy or when it's freezing up. But basically, we could drill all summer. And then for a good part of the, the late fall and early winter, and, and then again, early spring. So that's quite an advantage for more remote projects, which have to rely just on complete uh, support by air or are very remote. Um, and that'll really help us to advance this property much faster than, than many others. Okay. I, 
last year uh, you and I chatted when I was up there in Dawson City, and I did ask you about you're only traded on the Venture Exchange out of Toronto. Uh, since that time, have you given any more thought to putting out an OTC listing as well for speculators and investors in the United States? We've, we've thought about it, but we're not at the stage where we're ready to do that yet. Um, you know, it's uh, we really want to focus on, on building our, our resources and focus all of our funds into that uh, right now. Uh, we might look at that in the future as we get a little bigger and a, and a bit bigger market cap. But currently, at you know, 50, 12 to 15 million, I don't think it's the, the right step for us. Um, once we get our market cap to a little higher level, then we'll reconsider that. Okay. What, what would that higher level look like? Uh, it's hard to guess on something like that. <laughs> and um, so I, I, I think we do have, um, you know, our Canadian market and, and European market. Uh, you know, quite a few people are able to uh, participate on the venture exchange no matter where they live. And um, so we're, we're going to continue with that market for now. Okay, very good. Uh, I did want to talk to you, you know, obviously operating and working out of the Yukon's not without its challenges. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I, I think you might be the only female CEO with a junior company out of the Yukon uh, that I know of. Is there another female who's an executive Chief executive Diane for Garrett. the company. Okay, okay. Uh, can you talk? Can you talk to me and just kind of share your thoughts on uh, getting more females into those executive roles? Maybe not even just in Canada, but just in general with uh, junior exploration. What do we need to do here? Well, you know, I think we have a whole generation of, of very qualified women who are starting to, um, you know, come up the ranks, and uh, everybody has to get the basic experience. Uh, in order to run a public company, you can't. There, there are certain qualifications and things you need to understand, and and often that means you know having done some field work, getting a bit of experience with managing, uh, understanding the regulatory aspects. So, you know, we we need to continue to get women to experience the broad range, um, so that they're able to become CEOs. And then, you know, there are some other very qualified female uh, CEOs out there. And, um, you know, becoming a CEO is a learning experience itself and, and, and a continual learning experience, because uh, especially when things have been so dynamic as uh, <laughs> they have through this last year. Um, but, you know, I'm, I, I think uh, we are taking the right steps towards women taking on executive positions, board positions, and we're seeing more of it happen. I'm, I'm an optimist. That's been a great career for me uh, as a woman. Um, I've seen uh, and been part of a really variety from permitting to field work to drilling to operations and, and then running a company. And so, and, and for me, I've been able to raise a family while doing that. And, and uh, so it's been, and I've had the benefit of a lot of very supportive men and women uh, to help me do that. So I think it's a great career for women and, you know, every business and it has challenges and, and and people that aren't necessarily helpful, but uh, overall, the mining industry is, I think, a great, great career choice. Okay, Tara, I appreciate that answer, and I really appreciate you taking some time and and sharing uh, the latest update from Banyan here. And congratulations on this uh, mineral resource, just over nine hundred thousand ounces. And best of luck to you and the team this summer. And uh, I don't have any doubt you guys will get that up to a million ounces here. It's, it sounds pretty inevitable. Yeah, we're, we're pretty excited. And, you know, it's a, a pit constraint near surface, potentially open pit, mineable deposit. So um, that makes it uh, pretty advantageous for, for the Yukon. So 
And the Yukon does have infrastructure, as we know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Yes, you do. All right. That's Tara Christie. She's the CEO of Banyan Gold, trades on the TSX Venture with the symbol BYN.